Hi everyone, Kumar Dadatran here with Agile Meridian, joined by my friend and colleague, Jolly Rajan. Um, in this episode, we're gonna be talking about uh, the things that we've learned, especially in the last, I'd say, six weeks or so. Um, we had the opportunity uh, with a really interesting engagement with one of our clients, um, not an IT firm, uh, they're not a software development shop, but what they wanted was some training and coaching in Agile, Scrum, and Kanban. And uh, it was really, really interesting, not only for them, I mean, we hope, I mean, we think that they got a really, but also for us, you know, because most of what we do is work with, um, in, in Agile Transformation, working with teams that are developing software, right? And of course, their product owners and their leaders, it's all about uh, the digital transformation and how they move uh, to more collaborative environments. And this group was different, right? It wasn't about software. It was more about how they operate as, as a team. And, and uh, interesting how we and the things we learn as we develop the content for this, for this course, where I was developing a lot of the content, Jolly and others were delivering a lot of the content. So the collaboration that we experienced, um, you know, heightened by, of course, this, this request that all of this be completed, you know, within a month or within six weeks, uh, made it a really interesting six weeks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, so Jolly, what was, um, what were some, some of your takeaways from this yeah. experience? Yeah, I mean, and it's really uh, great that you pointed out, Kumar, that there were learnings not just during the delivery of the training, and the coaching, but also while developing the content for us, right? Because it was an equal learning between you, Kumar, uh, Mike, who is our other partner, a couple of other part people that we engaged with. We had to learn quite a bit, one, of how to work with each other, which was, I mean, I, I didn't know a couple of other people before, so I had to work with them. Uh, and, and Kumar, Mike, and I had to work on creating this content the working with the content that Kumar spent a lot of time on. And, and I had to learn from Kumar, what did you do? Uh, oh, so how does this exercise work? I have never done that online before. Uh, I have never used Miro to do that. How would that work? And learning some of that was as much exciting uh, as delivering that content uh, to, to, our, uh, to our clients. Uh, I think I learned a lot thanks to Kumar, on, on how to deliver some of this content and how to get those exercises across. And I'm sure I learned as much from delivering that content as well, um, because these folks that we worked with, Kumar pointed out that they were, uh, they were not really IT uh, focused. Um, they, were, they were in the medical field. They're talking to their patients. They're working with clients who give them the medical background and they had to put this all together uh, in a very, very agile fashion, unlike something that an IT team will go through. So their experience with that was equally exciting, Kumar. I mean, I, I know you interacted with them a little bit too. Uh, and and uh, uh, if you would pull out one thing that you learned from your interactions, what, what, would, what would that be? Um, I think for me, it was, um... Uh, really hearing about where they are today, right? So, you know, what's their 
what is it that they're trying to accomplish by applying agile ways of working in their work environment? And so it's really hearing them and, and trying to assess where they are. You know, one of the um, rules or principles of Kanban is, you know, start where, they, where, where you are, start where the team is. And in this case, this team is not developing software. They were looking at really making the way the, they work together more efficient, right? And, and understanding more about the uh, apply Scrum and Kanban to the type of work that they do and the way they work together with their clients and the way they service the, the public, really, that's, uh, you know, calling them for information and things like that. So for us, it was a little challenging. Um, and, and I'm sure for, for people that are watching, you know, coaches that are out there, you, you do this all the time, tailoring your content to this to your audience. In our case, it was tailoring content to a non-software audience. Uh, you know, you can't use the, the typical uh, examples and references. Yeah, uh, that was my learning. Yeah, and and that was that was very apparent. My I remember my first session with them. I'm talking about metrics, and we are used to velocity. We're used to throughput. We're used to cycle time. Uh, we we are talking about all of these metrics, uh, and 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 they're like, what would that be? Right, and and the struggle, the 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 real test for me was to adapt that to their environment, to listen to what they were going through, what they are measuring, and hey, there is a there is a there is a there is a relation here. It's not the same, but you could use the underlying methods, the underlying analysis that kind of follows through with the metrics that we are used to in the IT world, like velocity of cycle time. And, and they were pretty excited about it. They actually have many of that data, but they haven't thought about analyzing it the way that we are used to analyzing it. So these kind of training sessions kind of morphed into more of a, of a coaching kind of mentoring session where we were trying to solve their problems uh, using the data that they have and um, adopting new ways of looking at it. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, and of course, all of this was done remotely, you know, live online, um, using all the tools that that we have gotten more familiar with, you know, like Miro and and Zoom and and things like that. And um, I have to say that, you know, I, again, I wasn't the deliverer; it was Jolly and Michael and and others that we brought in to help us. Um, but the feedback was amazing, you know that the people that are in these sessions were telling us how engaging it was, how engaged they were and how much they learned uh, from the process. And so I, I'd say that, you know, another learning for us is the uh, learning instructional design element of, of developing courses is so very important that you think about it from uh, the end user's point of view, the learner's point of view, and you design content in a way uh, that is suited to the medium in which you're teaching it, right? If you're in person, of course, you're going to use different tools and techniques and you have whiteboards and charts and things like that. And if you're remote, and of course you see everyone, right? They're all right in front of you. If you're remote, uh, it's a challenge uh, to get that same level of engagement, even with people having their cameras on. Um, I know as an instructor, because I do quite a bit of this, even with all the cameras on, on a Zoom screen, you've got like a tiled window of 20 participants and someone's talking, you have to really search to see who it is that's talking. You don't have the normal cues that you get in, in a room where you can 
sort of go with the direction of the sound, where the sound's coming from and, and, and figure out, okay, um, who it is that's speaking. You really have to focus and concentrate. And, um, you know, and of course, not everyone turns a camera on, so that becomes even harder, right, Jolly? Yeah. The box that lights up. <laughs> yeah, it is very, it is, um, I, I know everyone's, you know, uh, home environment is different. Uh, you, you probably don't want to uh, come on camera. Uh, so we as trainers and, and coaches and, and consultants have, have to be even more tuned to those verbal cues uh, that we hear, right? The, the, the interruptions that may be just lurking there in the background and, and prompting them to come out with their, with their thoughts and, and following up and say, hey, you want to say something? Uh, I, I I thought you were going to say something, and and kind of following up on that on that verbal cue uh, becomes even more important. And engaging training uh, in these circumstances that we are at is is a whole different ballgame than what we were used to in 2019 for sure. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is, and it's 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 morphing. I think people, I've, we I know we've talked about this in prior sessions. Uh, people a year and a half ago would never think of, you know, doing remote training or on-demand training. And now it's almost because we've done it and people have experienced it and experienced both the good and bad of it. People now expect that to be available to them. In fact, this client asked, you know, can we have recordings of these sessions so we can view them at our own pace? You know, And we see the industry moving to, uh, flipped classrooms where you know you have content that's available online and you have live online sessions with an instructor to help reinforce the learning. And we see that's where the model is going. And this last month, six weeks, was a really good experiment at uh, in, in applying what we've learned over the last year. And of course, we've learned so much more just in the last six weeks about how to do that and how to do it well. Yeah. Yeah, and and what we worked with these with this client was on the fundamentals of agile um, introduction to the Scrum and Kanban frameworks, and and we fully intend to take that public um, uh, for for the benefit of the rest of the folks out there, uh, whether you're in IT, whether you're not, uh, especially given that this was tailored a lot to the to the our audience we think that the content that we have developed will appeal to a much broader audience than the just the it or the or the software delivery teams uh yeah. so far i think i think we are planning on taking this uh public on demand classes right absolutely yeah we, we think we have a really good product here um and it was again it was a collaboration right it wasn't one person or two people it was a combination of you know the partners at Agile Meridian, of course, and then our friends who helped us deliver the content, giving us feedback on the content that led to improvements. And in, in, uh, it was truly a very iterative and incremental process in building this this learning yeah. um, and delivering it. Yeah, and we expect to keep that going. I'm pretty sure we will yeah. add, evolve the content that we have uh, to serve a wider audience and, and uh, for the benefit of the people who, who are interested. Absolutely. What would you say is a, a takeaway for our, our viewers of this video? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah, so if, whether you look at it from our perspective as in the training and the work that we did over the past month, or we look at it from the people that we interacted with, the, the client that we worked with. Uh, it, is, it is a story of continuous improvement. 
right? Mm -hmm. But continuous improvement for us as as a as a as a relatively young company, uh, continuous improvement for them in terms of improving their already established protocols and um, playbooks, right? They have a, now a different way of looking at their playbook and saying, hey, how do we uh, remove these inefficiencies that we have in the system? How do we remove the waste that we have in the system and make it better for us? We, in collaborating as an Agile Meridian, in collaborating to create this content, we have experienced inefficiencies in our system as well, right? Our, our training development is, is not where it can be. We are continuously improving that. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike and I collaborated on creating some video content for the Kanban classes, uh, where I created the, the deck, the material, and Mike created the video. Uh, he's more telegenic, obviously. And, and um, we have done this before uh, for another class. But we learned so much from it that this time when we did it, it was so much better. Mike was saying that we it almost feels like we are thinking the same way, which yeah. to me is continuous improvement. That's what I want to do. I'm sure we can do much, much better than that. But I'm really happy with the improvement that we made internally. And we will continue to do, do so in the next iteration of it. Yeah, I love that. And so continuous improvement, you know, a lot of people use that term. It's a buzzword, right? Um, doesn't have to be an agile or lean thing. It's just about experiments that you conduct with things that you do every day and, and how you might improve them, right? right. Or in, in service to others or in service to yourself. Right. What what are things you can just, uh, that, that frustrate you or the blockers or constraints that are in your way of your daily work and ways to improve them in some small way, shape or form. And that's, that's kind of, obviously we're, Agile coaches, we've been doing for a long time. It, it's sort of second nature to us. Um, um, but, you know, a, a work like this over the last six weeks really reminded us of, uh, of the power of that continuous improvement mindset and the learning that it can help um, exponentially increase, right? For not just the partners, but ideally, you know, it serves our clients as well. So. Uh, that was that was our message, right? Just keep yep. improving one little experiment at a time. That's absolutely right. Th thanks, everybody. Thanks for dialing in. Uh, this was our Agile short for the week. We'll be back with you in two weeks' time. All Take right. Care. See you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.